I'm Asan, and welcome to a 9320 podcast transfer special. In this episode, we're going to try and create a shortlist of three players per position who the club should target this summer. Now, we've all got our long lists of, of ideal players. Let's see if we can whittle them down. I'm delighted to be joined today by a 9320 newbie, Evans, a.k.a. Man City Brazil. Welcome, Evans. Thank you very much to invite me, and I hope I can bring some Tango Latino today. Nice. We like that. We like that a lot. And as his translator, we have Mr. Sam Lee. Welcome, Sam. Hello. Hello. How are we? I'm good. Um, I am slightly concerned about how I'm going to show myself up by not knowing half of these players and what they do, but <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, Sam, Sam, Sam. You shouldn't say things like that, you know. Oh, Just come on. bluff, man, like everybody else on Twitter does. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to. You'll, you'll see it in action later on. Okay, excellent. Well, look, to begin with, what we'll do is there are there is one big change from the previous list of players that we've retained, and that is that we retained Caballero and let Bravo go, but obviously with the stories that have broken in the last few days, it's pretty obvious that Bravo's going nowhere. Um, so Bravo is the goalkeeper who we've retained. Uh Similarly, there's a conversation to be had. Initially, we had let Delph go and retained Aaron Moy uh, in his homegrown place just because Delph couldn't get a kick of the ball. Suddenly, he's played a couple of games and we feel as though that may be up for discussion. Um, Sam, what do you reckon? Do you reckon Moy or Delph? What's your gut say to you? Of the two, Delph, I think they'll, I think they'll happily sell Moy for 10 to 15 million and say that's you know that's the biggest return that the CFG project is going to have then and you know that's yeah. the proof of the model that they okay. can sell them to to a middle to lower premier league club for for that kind of money they'll be delighted with that i wouldn't be surprised if Dalf went anyway but of the two i think he'll stay okay fine evans what about for you uh, basically i'm going to agree with some okay Delph and, and sell Aramoy. okay Perfect. Uh, and the only other bone of contention, and it is a bloody big bone of contention, is uh, Aguero. Now, in the last podcast that we did, we did I did bully everybody into selling Aguero, basically, for like £80 million. Um, but subsequently, I was told that I was a bully. So, I want to have a very short discussion about whether we retain Aguero for the purposes of this podcast or whether we need to factor his sale in to raise money. Firstly, from a footballing perspective, Evans, you weren't on the last podcast. What do you think? Stay with Aguero or sell him? We need to, we need to keep Aguero. We need to keep him? Yes, I think the only way, you know, I'm like, when Gabriel Jesus went injury, was the main striker. Yeah. Number nine, yeah. So, Gonna come back maybe in two weeks' time, something like that. Mm-hmm. If right away Pep put <clears throat> sorry Gabriel Jesus as a number nine and basically put Aguero on the bench, right away tell us that he's gonna sell Aguero. But you know, I think we need to keep him because before you know Jesus arrived on the team, he was not playing. Uh, basically Aguero was. Doing was a running 
wasn't scoring goals. But since two months ago, doing very well. He started to be that player, you know. He used to. So I think we need to keep Aguero. Okay. We, we need to strike. We, we need to strike us anyway, you know. Yes. Same like if we go try to find, uh, try to buy Alexis Sanchez, that cost us same like 50, 60 million pounds. Yeah. And, and and we got a player, you know, that can do the same thing that Alexis Sanchez. Okay, well, you echo the thoughts of a lot of the listeners, so I'm sure that they'll be very happy with that. So, if Aguero stays, then just for the purposes of our listeners, this is the retained list for the moment. Um, goalkeeper, Bravo, in defence, Stones, Otamendi, Kolarov and Maffeo. In midfield, Fernandinho, Fernando, Delph, Gundawan, De Bruyne, Silva, Sterling, Sane, Roberts and Bertrand Salina. Uh, and then in attack, Gabi Jesus, and Aguero. Uh, one more, Sam, Vincent Company. Do you think his position has changed enough that we need to look at slipping him back into the defence? Not enough. I think the whole I think the whole thing with company is it's obviously going to be about his his fitness. And normally, you know, it can look quite reactive, you know, things things change between obviously this podcast that we're doing and the last one that you did and, you know, now Delph's in having previously looked like he'd be out uh, and Bravo's in having looked like he'd be out. But with company, you know, if he goes another two or three weeks playing games, not being injured, then, yeah, well, I mean, why why really wouldn't you let him go? Um, but obviously, if we're, too, if we're talking two weeks down the line and he gets injured again, then it's just, look, it's been all season if he starts another couple of games and then gets injured, then it will be, well, he's had seven starts at the moment all season. Yeah. If he, uh, you know, if he gets less than 10 and gets injured again, then you just have to say no. Uh, it really, it really does depend on, on the injuries. But I, what I would say is it, it has been the best part of two seasons where he haven't been able to, to rely on that. And I'm just, I'm just not so sure that I'm not sure why looking at it, you know, with a with a cold head, why why anybody would would think that it would be a good idea, good business to go into next season with him again as one of the main options? You know, because this season you were going in basically with four centre backs and you've ended yeah. up with three. I don't know. I don't know why they do that again because you know the evidence suggests you can't rely on him. Okay, fair enough. But I... you know, but if he starts a few more games and he plays from now to the end of the season and he you know he plays like he did at Chelsea and Southampton then. Why not? But mm. it's just such it's just such a big if, isn't it? Well, look, I think what we'll do is is then we'll leave him in the sold list for the moment, and then when it comes to the final podcast that we do yeah. in the series, if if something has changed fundamentally, we can um, we can address it then. Okay. In that case, the way that I want to do the next step is basically to go position by position, look at how many players we need to bring in, look at the names that we've got on offer. And try and have a conversation about realistically if we are Bergerstein and the scouting team and Guardiola, who are the three that we target. Um, so we'll begin we'll begin with the goalkeepers. Sam, what mm. what names have you got on the list in front of you? Ederson, Pickford, Rully, Terstegen, and Donnarumma. Okay, perfect. Evans, are there any players that you want to add to that list, or do you think that that's pretty much it in terms of potential keepers this summer. Very. 
basically, you no, know, I don't agree by another goalkeeper. Who's one learns a lot on the team. I think you should give a chance. Sorry, I completely missed that. Can you say that again? I say, I say uh, what I say is, I don't agree, you know, to buy another keeper. Then we're going to lose on foreign slot on the team. I think we should uh, give a chance to Angus Gunn. And keep Bravo as, as the number one. Yes, keep a Bravo as the number one and give a chance to Angus Gunn. Okay, so we start with some heavy controversy. Sam? How, how do you feel about the the idea of of Angus Gunn and Bravo being number one? Firstly, is that realistic? Uh, I do, well, City do want to get a keeper, so it, it's probably unrealistic in that. And well, a couple of months ago, they were open to buying two. I, I, the more it goes on, the more I think they're just going to buy one, mm-hmm. and then have Bravo as, as number two. Um, so, I mean it. It probably isn't realistic, just from knowing that City are looking at, at keepers, and chances are they'll they'll get one. But I mean, it would be a, it would be a risk as well, wouldn't it? But but with Angus, I mean, I completely understand. And I mean, I was with some friends earlier talking about like Rashford, and you know how Van Hal didn't even want to bring him through for United last year, but he was, you know he just got in, players injured. But there's there's young players ready to take a chance, and how are we ever going to know about Angus Gunn if he's if he doesn't get given a chance? So I mean. I'm all for it in that respect, um, but it would be a big risk if if Bravo doesn't do any better than he's done this season, and then you rely on Gun. Christ, yeah, <laughs> a, I, I don't. I, my in general, my feeling is that Guardiola will take zero risks going into next season. There will be. I yeah. don't think there'll be any part of the squad that you look at and go, "Oh, that's a risk," um, because of the way that this season has unfolded. Okay, so in that case, of those. Five goalkeepers at Essen, Pickford, Rulli, Testegen, and Donnarumma. Um, Evans, I'm going to start with you. Obviously, your countryman, Ederson. Firstly, do you think that... Obviously, we've been linked very, very heavily with him. How highly do you rate him? Do you think he's good enough to... Is he better than Bravo? That's the first question. Yes. Okay. Much better. In terms of being better, do you think he's... Obviously, Pep thinks that Bravo is amazing with his feet. Would you say that Edesson is a, at least at that level in terms of his, his ball-playing skills? Fair enough. I think I did watch four or five games Ederson that he played. He never, he never you know, had a chance to show his skills with his feet, okay. his foot, you know, basically. And I think, you know, I think... Pep, you know, if he wanna bring, you know, uh, Ederson, gonna be the second goalkeeper, yeah, gonna keep Bravo as first goalkeeper of the team, and gonna in two three years, Ederson gonna be the first choice goalkeeper because he's he gonna try, you know, on the training ground, improve uh, his ability to play, you know, about playing, you know, basically I think he's gonna use Bravo to teach him how to be a sweeper keeper. Ah, okay. Interesting. I'd never really thought about it like that. Um, Sam, I mm. would. Would you agree that Ederson is the heaviest linked of the keepers? Yeah, but I mean, it's all it's all on the front pages of Portuguese newspapers, and they it's they are football news, well, sports, but it's every day pretty much is football. Um, I I just 
and a lot of the times they're you know they're they're on their they're hyped up by by Benfica themselves, and Benfica are only going to get fifty percent of the money. So obviously they want him to go for as much money as possible. Mm. And I mean, yeah, City have City have looked at him, and they are interested in him. And I mean, I wouldn't be hugely surprised. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they signed him this summer. But a load of people are sending me tweets and DMs and stuff, and going, "Look, is Pickford? Uh, sorry, not Pickford. Uh, is is Ederson done? And it's I, I really don't think it's done. I, I think this has been really, really hyped up. Okay. So or or there's a really good chance, at least, that it's been hyped up beyond City's actual level of interest. Gotcha. And Jesus, he's going to the kind of money being talked about. I think Bravo was only like the seventh keeper or the fifth keeper to cost more than ten million pounds ever. And then we're talking about forty, fifty million for for a young goalkeeper who's as much of a risk, surely, as as anybody else that he could sign. Mm. Uh, I, I I don't really get this one I mean I understand that he's good and if you could get him for like 15 million then yeah fine but with so much pressure on the position and him costing so much I'm just I don't know I've kind of got a I think I've got a red flag going off in my head about this one I don't I don't quite I don't quite get it something doesn't quite add up so then of the other names on that list is there anybody that you look at and you feel more comfortable going yeah I can see City going in for him definitely this summer yeah Pickford because okay. it wouldn't cost that much, and he's English. And I mean, you know, I haven't I haven't seen him play that well, but I th- I think the idea at City is well, obviously as well as being English, he's young, and they could kind of mould him into a the kind of keeper they want. And he's and he's he's shown signs that he's good with his feet. I mean, of, on the list we've got, Ter Stegen is the one who's head and shoulders above everyone else um, for what City want. And if it could be done, I'm sure City would do it. But I don't think it. I just don't think it can be done. So and then, if we take that's why we're looking at Pickford. Yeah. So if we take Ter Stegen out of that list, then um, of the two that are left, so let's say that Aderson and Pickford definitely go on our list of three. Yeah. Mm. Um, of Rully and Donnarumma, which of those two is the more realistic? Well, again, I'd forgotten. Don, uh, sorry, Rully was an option, and I think. Because I remember I, I did the article earlier in the in the season. Was it before the Monaco game? You did. And and you know I was told that it really it's just not happening. It was like all parties were basically like it's just not happening this summer. Um, Sashi Dad have only just paid off his the second part of the the second part of the fee, and it's just not happening. And then since then I'd kind of forgot that he he would be seen as an option. But as far as I know, and I, I don't think anything's changed. Um, I don't I don't think really is an option. Obviously. You can see why it would be, and you can see why it would make sense. Mm. It, you know, similar to Aderson and much easier to get. But for whatever reason, it's been decided that he's not going to be an option. So therefore, I think Donnarumma makes sense as the, the third name. But <laughs> this is basically all on me saying they're not going to sign Rully, and if they do, then I look, <laughs> I look an idiot. But, well, I'm surprised because we obviously with the fact that we have some type of weird contractual agreement with Rully. Um, I'm surprised that you didn't say, well, we'll put him in as the third. Now, Donnarumma's only got a year left on his contract. Is that correct? I don't know. Okay, I think I he's, on, he's only got 12 months left on his contract. Um, so that's a bonus. On the mm. flip side, Mino Raiola is his agent. So that's a minus. Um, so, but okay, we'll, we'll put Donnarumma as the third. So... Our short list of goalkeepers that we're going to pick from for one position, 
is going to be Edison, Pickford and Donnarumma. Uh, moving forward to the centre-backs. Um, Evans, do you want to read the list you've got in front of you? Dyke. Van Dyke. Aporte. Okay, I'm going to read those out in case anybody missed them because our connection ain't great. Van Dyke, Bonucci, Laporte, Kolasinac, Michael Keane, Ben Gibson, Jonathan Tarr, and Anthony Rudiger. Um, firstly, how many centre backs are we going to buy this summer? One, two, or three? Evans, how many would you buy? Uh, one. Okay. Sam? I think, yeah, I think, I think it, realistic, no. you know, oh, I, yeah. I think we, can, we, we can't buy no more than, more than one, because we need to buy at least three pullbacks. Yeah. I think just one. Okay. Sam, what, would you, would you go along with that? There's only going to be one centre-back. I could see there being two, or at least the second one is one who can play left back and centre back, or kind of the left side of a a back three mm. kind of thing. I, I I think a lot of City's buyers are going to be very versatile players, but I, I could certainly see see two happening. I think if if you look at the City squad, there's obviously a lot of players expected to go, but not many you're going to make money on. But if they could sell Otamendi to Real Madrid, that I'm sure they would absolutely be delighted by that. <laughs> and then you've got and then you've got Stones I think Kolarov yeah well exactly I think Kolarov would stay because he's got another year on his contract um, and then it depends what happens with company then but I think if you if Benucci's the top target then obviously they're looking at one and then I wouldn't be surprised if a, if a second came in okay fair enough um, I think for the moment we will try and whittle this list down to three I think we can all agree that Benucci's the number one target. Is that a fair shout? Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Um, Evans, I want to start with you this time. Of that list, who's the one player after Benucci that you would want? The one I like it, you know, is Laporte, but I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. But he said, he said no the last time we tried him. Mm-hmm. So maybe Van Dyke. Okay. So Panucci and Van Dyke. Sam, what about for you? Do you go along with the idea of Van Dyke, or do you think that Pep's going to be, yeah, that that that's going to be too too rich for our blood? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it all it all seemed to get quite close in January before the January transfer window even opened. There was a lot of talk of Van Dyke, and all of a sudden the price was fifty million, and you just never heard of it again. And that was obviously before he got injured so maybe the injury has had some bearing on that but I wouldn't be surprised if you know there's there's talk of there's more talk of Liverpool now and general, generally if Liverpool are the kind of club that are going for a transfer target then you know it, it wouldn't be he wouldn't be available to or City would be looking elsewhere or, you know City, United, Chelsea those kind of clubs would be looking kind of one notch up it's the same kind of thing I saw somebody say why aren't City link, uh, why aren't Liverpool linked with Alexis Sanchez it's like well Open your eyes, mate. What do you think? <laughs> Go on, Sam. But but it's the same. It's, just, it's the same kind of thing with Van Dijk. I, I I don't I don't know. I really don't. But my my feeling is I I think City are kind of 
they may have moved on from that for 50 million. I don't know. Um, the Laporte thing makes sense. What Evans was saying about he said no last season. I'm not going to say the player because it would be unfair to the guy who told me because it's another journalist. But he he said he doesn't think a player that City were linked with last summer would is going to come this summer because Guardiola thinks well you didn't want to come last time so you're not coming now. And it wasn't Laporte, but I wouldn't be surprised, especially in the way that that was done. I mean, to us at least, it seemed like yeah. he was clapping and all of a sudden he's gone, no. And City have panicked and had to put out that everything's fine. Um, it looked like that was a real rejection. So with that in mind, I, I do agree with Evans there. I, mean, I, I would have said Laporte, definitely be one to be on the list. I like the look of him and I like the idea of what he can bring. But yeah, having having turned them down and if City, is, if City are doing what you didn't want to come before, then we're not having you now, then yeah, maybe, maybe he drops off the list. But beyond that, I'm... I'm not. I'm not too sure. Um, one name that I thought of, but only because it's it's been linked. He's been linked since, and it's since emerged, or at least been reported in Spain, that City made a move was Lucas Hernandez, the young lad at Atletico Madrid. Yeah, and isn't he a left back? Yeah, but I, I, I think, and again, I, I did say at the start, but the big disclaimer was I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, I could talk to you all day about City's players and some of the targets, but not all of them. But with Lucas Hernandez, I, th- I think there was there was some kind of idea again about the, you know the versatility and yes, very much and, so, and playing at centre back, and and if and very much like Bonucci and like Mbappe, who was also City was supposed to have bid for, then you kind of do think that if there has been that previous interest, then there's a good chance they could be on the list again. But I'm looking at the other names here. I think Kolasinac, It seems to be between Arsenal and, and AC Milan. And again, the kind of same thing to Liverpool. I kind of think if City wanted him and I really wanted him and said, you're going to play all the time, I don't think he'd be choosing between Arsenal and AC Milan, especially as nobody seems to know what's going on at Arsenal. I don't know why you'd sign up for that security. Um, Keane, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, well, I mean, he was, he was at United last week, wasn't he? So a lot of these times when people say, oh, he's a United fan, so it's not going to happen. It, it, you know, it, it can be forgotten in football, but he was at United last week with all of his brothers watching United Chelsea and celebrating when they scored and oh, think, really? if he was yeah oh, I mean, they, they showed him. so sorry can, can we take him off the list then that's gross <laughs> they showed Jesus. him on the telly well they showed him, I don't know about celebrating I saw that on Twitter but they showed him on the telly there with all the other Keens yeah okay no, um, he's, he's gone then so what about the ladder um... I mean if sorry we probably should move on but if you were thinking of signing for City you wouldn't allow yourself that I mean people people dig up tweets from like six years ago you know what I mean totally. you, they they they're not going to, you know, they're not going to look past being at Old and celebrating a United goal like two months ago. Okay. Uh, and then Gibson, again, I think he's only in that list because he's English. I don't think he's good enough. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Tarr, maybe maybe I've gone a bit Paul Merson um, and I've gone the opposite. Maybe maybe Tarr's, well, sorry, reverse Paul, Paul Merson. Maybe Tarr's the same as Gibson, but he's he's foreign and good on FIFA, so I'm, I'm thinking a bit more highly of him. But <laughs> I, I could maybe see that. I, I could. I could maybe see that. And Rudiger again. I saw when he was linked. The idea was that City liked the fact that he could play in several positions. So that Rudiger makes sense. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're struggling here, mate, because basically uh, what we've agreed is that Benucci is our top target. That Van Dijk and Laporte aren't happening. That Kalasinak ain't happening. That Gibson ain't happening. That Jonathan Tarr looks good on FIFA. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I just don't know. Um, to be honest. Okay, so let me ask a 
slightly different question to both of you. Um, are we making a rod for our own back by going into this summer with Juventus' captain as our main defensive target? So, oh, I, uh, don't get me wrong, City haven't been going around telling people off the record that that's who, this is who they want, but I do think enough people know that they are interested in him. And there was more reports about it today. And I think, and again, don't get me wrong, City haven't said that he is the top target. But I do think, I do think he is the top target. And enough other people who know what they're talking about know he's the top target. And I don't think it would have got to this stage. And I know the transfer market obviously hasn't opened yet. But obviously, you know, City sorted out Kunduan in like February last year, didn't they? Yeah. This is quite, this is quite advanced, I think. And if Benucci wasn't open to the idea, I think they'd they'd have knocked it on the head already. I think. Okay. Um, yeah, Juve might not want to sell him. I think um, the Juve players made a pact after the 2015 Champions League final that they would stay together and try and win the Champions League. And I think they they were then annoyed that Pogba left because Morata didn't have any choice. Morata went back to Madrid, but he rang everyone. He was like, look, guys, sorry, I can't help. Um, I've got to go back to Madrid. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. And Pogba left and nobody knew about it. And that Buffon found out by watching on the TV, apparently. But they've all stuck together and they want to win it. So if they do win it this year, it's more likely that he's going to come. But I do think that Bonucci's, he's given, you know, he's given encouragement in the press, hasn't he? And I imagine behind the scenes, he's probably said that they're doing And hasn't he, hasn't he already said that He's, he's started learning English and obviously City wanted him last summer. And I mean, yeah, it is risky saying, you know, we want Juve's captain, but I, I, I think there's a chance it's going to happen. So that's why that's why he's there. Okay. Uh, Evans, what about for you? Do you think that that's a risk or do you kind of go along with Sam that City wouldn't be there if they didn't feel they could get him? I do believe this. It was. That interview Pep gave club that he wants to bring player 29, 30 years old. Yeah. So this this fits on Bonucci's profile, and we need a defender, and I need a guy same like Bonucci. Yeah. I I don't think you know company that play anymore, and. If we keep company, you know, for more one or two, I think it's going to expire in 2019, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. So, I, I think in Pep's mind, you know, it, it, like that. I need one defender. That I, Next season, we're going to play, I think, with three defenders. Uh, Bonucci going to be that, the ball player. Help us. Think that uh, the team from the back. Back. And that player, you know, same like yesterday, I, I saw some people saying that Kellini, 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 Bonucci was the wall against Barcelona. And we need a player like that, that uh, Pep can trust all the time. player that can defend and score goals if he had. And do diagonal balls, help the team. Okay. I think, <laughs> so I basically, you know, I think, you know, good, realistic, and I think Pep, Okay. Um, so if Benucci's number one, we still need two more players from that list as backups because things, anything can go south, particularly if you're trying to deal with, um, with Juventus. Do you think that 
Sam, do you think that being left-footed will be important? Yeah, um, I think that was the the big the big thing with with them one in Laporte last year. Obviously, Kolarov's ended up doing it because um, he's got that big pass from from left to right. Um, I think left-footed is important. Um, yeah, I think it's very important. I, I agree with Evans. I think three at the back is going to be used a lot next next season. Um, oh, yeah, no, I do think it's going to be used a lot. I mean, Guardiola may have decided that there were reasons it didn't work beyond the obvious failings in the defence and, and with Bravo. But to be fair, I think he's going to. I think he's going to buy players that can can make it happen. Which kind of it kind of reduces the need for you know two two right backs and two left backs as well, which is. Which is a nice little byproduct of it. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, I think being left left footed is is a big help. And as we mentioned with Hernandez, then Hernandez, Laporta, everybody like that. Yeah, it's gonna it's a it's a big thing. In that case, I think that realistically, our list of three should be Benucci, Laporta, and Lucas Hernandez. Yeah, I I know what I said about Laporta, but I'd, that was going going off another player and there's not many good centre-backs around. Obviously, City have looked at him before. They know what the release clause is going to be. It's They might just go, yeah, well, let, let's do it. Okay. And cool. he, there's there's kind of... Uh, uh, he's not a great left-back, but it, it, it can be done. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Evans, is that okay with you? Benucci, Laporte and Lucas Hernandez, yes? Yeah, yeah it's fine. Because it's very hard to find a play, you know, in the, in the left... Yeah. They, are, they are good players anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, moving for, moving to the right rather than moving forward. At right back. So the options that we've got are Benjamin Henricks, Cedric Suarez, um, Sidibe, Danny Alves, Serge Aurier, um, Kyle Walker, Bellerin, and Kimmich. Now, I have not got a clue where to begin with that list. So, Sam, I'm going to let mm. you go first. Do you want to maybe point us in the direction of who you think a most likely target is out of those? Uh, I'll give you ones which make sense. I mean, Walker would have been top of the list. Well, he probably is top of the list. I just don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Spurs, Spurs, the Spurs players are just going to be out of bounds. It's, I, I can't see it. I mean, maybe if City keep going. If Levy goes, we want... 50 million and City go fine. They go, oh, bloody hell. All right, we're on 60 and City will go fine. If they keep coming back and say, look, we're, we're having one of your defenders, we're having one of your English players, whoever it is, then it could happen. But I think Walker, he would be top of the list, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Bellerin, they they went for him last season. I, I think I might have said this on uh, on a previous pod. I don't think his contract with Arsenal is a good contract. I don't think 100 grand a week for an elite player is great considering he signed for six years or whatever it is. Obviously, Arsenal have got the contract on their side, but it could be an option. But again, if City are going to sign Alexis Sanchez, they're not going to let him have Bellerin as well. Mm. Um, Kimmich, if Kimmich is on the list, again, we're, we're talking about versatility. So we've got the fact he can play centre-back and in midfield. It'd be perfect. And just going by what we've seen of Guardiola at Bayern and how he brought Kimmich on in that last season, it makes a lot of sense. Henrik's, Again, the standout thing with him is versatility. What does he play central midfield as well? That's ideal. Um, prob- probably wouldn't be that expensive either. Um, and then you got the flip side of this um, 
transfer market, transfer window, and the City players want. You've got the young, versatile players, who's going to be most of the ones they buy, and then you've got experienced players who have been there and done it. And Bonucci, as much as anything, you know, as much of his ability, and he might be the best centre-back in the world, and, you know, he can do everything else, but he's got that leadership and that mentality um, and the character, which Guardiola's talked about a lot for getting to the last stages of the Champions League, but also just like games against Arsenal, you know, where City just didn't have the personality in Guardiola's view to keep playing. And I think Danny Alves would be huge for that, even for a season or so, because I don't think City, um, having spoken to people near the near the coaching staff, they, they haven't got big characters. I think Kolarov is far and away the biggest character in the dressing room. The, oh you know, the, the one who's like rabble-rousing and getting everyone up for it. Everyone else is... They like it because obviously everyone gets on with each other and everyone's really friendly. And um, but they're all kind of reverential to Guardiola, yeah. Um, which you can understand, especially being a young player. You know, you're there to, you've got this great coach and you're there to learn. But Kolarov is kind of like the one big character. So as much as they're going to want young, versatile players, I think Bonucci, Alexis Sanchez, and somebody like Danny Alves would make sense because you got you bring in Alves for a season or two and you've got somebody who on the training pitch knows exactly what Guardiola wants and in the dressing room you know he's, he's going to be it'd be a huge character and also for you know just for Gabriel Jesus it will it would be big in Gabriel Jesus's evolution as well mm-hmm. um I, I mean I don't know if they're going to go for Danny Alves but what I've said when people have asked me about it before is it certainly would make sense we've been linked um, the, the, there were stories maybe in Italy yeah. or somewhere that that there was some way that City could take him this summer for free almost. Um, Evans, what do you make of the Danny Alves links? I'll be honest with you, before you start, I'll be honest with both of you, I'd put Danny Alves at number one for all the reasons that Sam, that you've just given, that I think that he represents, like Benucci, that missing, the mentality, the been there, the done that, the yeah, he just, he, he, he would bring that thing um, so for that reason alone, and the experience that he brings, and the fact that his legs haven't fallen off yet, I would definitely go keep him at top of the list in terms of right back targets, even even considering his age, and also but also because I think we'll buy two. Evans, what about you? What do you reckon? I think it'll be hard to bring. Them. I don't think we want to play. I don't want once a ago. That uh, we are not a great team, and basically, if he come too much, they he, he, basically he gonna need to win uh, the supporters as well. Um, this list, you know, I think Pedrick, we can try to, to buy him, you know, because play for Southampton, yeah, and maybe he want, he want to play for a, a bigger bigger team. Um, Do you rate him? Yes, yes. I think he can improve, you know. I think with Pep, any player can can improve, you know. Yeah. And basically, what uh, some told us uh, said about uh, Kolarov, he a big guy on the restroom. This is this is true. Because Fernandinho told me once, you know, that uh, Kolarov is the guy, you know, always to keep, you know, when the, the team, when the Manchester City uh, lose a game, he's the guy to go there, and say, come on, guys, let's go to the next game. Always the guy who. Make fun, you know. He looked like a serious guy. Yeah, Kolarov always in front of the camera, but behind that, you know, a very funny guy, a great character on the dressing room. I think this list, you know, the more realistic, 
Hendricks, Cedric, for me, you know. Okay. He, Danny Alves, so I think Aurier, I, I read today that Manchester uh, United want him. Yes. That's, yeah. I think the problem with Serge Aurier is because of his head, you know. Exactly. Always he makes some, some uh, stupid thing. I think, that, unfortunately, he's got the Mario Balotelli gene, which means that no matter how much we like him and how good he is as a player, I just don't see Guardiola signing him. Uh, but he's a phenomenal right-back. Seem like Bellerin, you know, he just signed a contract. And the only way for him to leave Arsenal, if he asks to leave, hmm. it's going to be very hard for, for, for us to get him. Also with Walker. Uh, try to, to negotiate with Daniel Levy's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to ask for 100 million pounds. I agree. So in that case, are we saying that Henricks and Cedric are the two and maybe we can stick Danny Alves at three because of his age and his experience and his relationship with Pep? Or do you think... I don't think we'll go for Sidibe at Monaco. Uh, Sam? I don't know. I mean, Monaco are ripe to be kind of to have all their players picked off and it could just as easily be him. I, 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 re- I really don't know. I really don't know about City's interest in City, if they, if they want him or if they don't. Mm. Um, I, just don't I just don't know about that. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a good player as, as much as anyone else is, um, but I don't know. Okay. What about Serge, Serge Aurier? What, what, what's your vibe there? Would you agree with with, with Yeah, he's, he's a loose cannon. He's a loose cannon, isn't he? I just can't see it happening. I can't. I can't. I can't see Guardiola buying a player like that. Yeah. No, I would. I would go. Uh, hey, son. Yeah. Uh, like, I think Daniel obviously got his contract. Uh, Not eighteen, no. Yes. He does, but I read somewhere that there's some type of clause that allows him to leave this summer uh, for like a really tiny amount, like a million euros or something like that. Um, I'll check it out, but okay. I mean, it's it's difficult because we 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 potentially need two right backs. I think that's 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 an issue for me. I'm kind of looking at this and going, you know, we're gonna have to pick two, so. Even from a financial point of view, maybe Danny Alves is going to make more sense because realistically, Cedric is going to cost you north of thirty million pound. Henricks is going to cost you somewhere similar. I did it. We did a. I did a podcast with Pitt Goldschalk, who used to edit Sport Build a few weeks back, and he said to me that Bayern and City are both in for Henricks, uh, and that it's going to come down to money. It's going to come down to who pays Leverkusen the most money. So I think that that's uh, going to end okay. up being north of thirty million pounds as well. So it's difficult to see City spending that much money on two right backs. So for me, I'd like to keep Alves on the list because that's more realistic in terms of looking at it and going, if we're not going to bring Maffeo back, um, then we will go after two. Now, obviously, we've kept Maffeo on the retained list. Um, yeah. What, what, what do you think, I, Sam? I'm not sure. I'm not sure they need two. I'm not sure they'll get two. I kind of think with the, with the three at the back, at least the way they use the three at the back, at Bayern, it was just two centre backs and then a, and then the left sided defender like Alaba. And gotcha. uh, this is what I'm kind of thinking if they get somebody like Laporte or or even somebody a, 
a bit more mobile and attacking. Obviously, we'll get onto the left backs in a minute. I think I think the left back role will be more important, um, and I, that's why I can kind of see one right back happening. And even then, it might even just be somebody like Henricks or even Fabinho who can just play in midfield and then play right back if they want. Or if you buy in a midfielder, maybe you get Danny Alves as the right back. Um, and then you get Fabinho and all of a sudden Alves is injured. So you play Fabinho or you play the back three and that's where your options come from. I don't think City are going to buy two. Okay. Um, but then, but then Kimmich, I just kind of, I, I just think if Kimmich is on the market, then surely they'll do it. It just seems like a, it just seems like a no brainer. It's difficult. But, uh, I just don't know if he is on the market. Yeah. No, I know. I got a better option. Go on. Let's give uh, Jesus Navas two extinction in his contract. <laughs> <laughs> Some people going to kill me. Are you serious? Play well at the moment. He's, he's doing okay. I, I, okay. Sam, do you want to, do you want to make a call here? Uh, I just... Well, I mean, if if it is decided that City need two right backs, and you've got someone who's happy, well, he will be happy, won't he? You'd think to stay on the bench for a season and not play much and do it occasionally, then yeah. But I mean, yeah, he has he has done well against Hazard and and Alexis, but he's just he is so limited going forward, and it's just. It's just come on, fine, yeah. It, it, at the moment, with the state of the squads that you've got and the problem with the defence and everything, yeah, he looks good and yeah, he looks solid and yeah, fair play. And you, yeah, you always need players who are gonna, who are gonna run and try and 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 do what they're asked. And you can't overlook that. But I do think, I do think his performances have been over overplayed a bit. Yeah. Um. I, I don't. Know, it seems like maybe he's he's set on on going back to Sevilla this summer. But I mean, it it does it does make sense as a as a backup right back, if if you if they do need to. But I kind of think. Wouldn't you think it'd be more likely that Mafeo would be the backup? But, but we've we've seen that this this summer and sorry this season that he he hasn't been, and he wasn't even no he wasn't even given a chance to be kept around. He didn't even go in the January transfer window. He went like five days before it opened. Yeah, I'm just. I don't, I'm not sure how much he's how much they rate him. Okay, fair enough. I mean, yeah, obviously it would make sense for for Mafeo to be the backup and and play now and then and and dip in and out of the youth team as well to keep his his fitness up. But it would make more sense. But I, I don't know how much he's rated. I mean, yeah, Navas, Navas does make sense. But I'd uh, if I was the manager and you had okay, listen, the option between three at the back of midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'd go with. Buying midfielders who can, can play a right back, like Fabinho or Fine. or Henricks or whoever, and then or you can just play three at the back. That's the way I'd manage it. Okay, fair enough. So I guess that what we're going to do is we're going to go with Henrik, Cedric, and Danny Alves, and then we'll just pick one from those three in the in the final one. Maybe we can put maybe we can put Danny Alves stroke Kimmich just in case Kimmich is on the market. Fresh is your rules, mate. Go for it. Okay. If you two are happy with it, and that's what we'll do. And also, and also it, it just depends on the versatility. I think if they buy one player who can play left back and centre back, then that's you know they 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 don't need to buy another left back. But if they buy one player who plays centre back and right back, then maybe they get two left backs. It just it just changes on who's available. Of so you, you it's, it's you can never tell, and it's the same with homegrown players as well. Okay, 
Well, look, um, let's move to the left, which I think is has been the most problematic side of City's defence for a long, long time. Um, now, the list that we've got, I've got Mendy, Sandro, Grimaldo, Rose, Bertrand, Tierney, um, Robertson, Goulam, Guerrero, Gaia, and Ryan Sessegnon. Firstly, are we going to buy two left backs, Sam? Uh, again, I think it would be more likely to be like a, someone who's a bit more mobile, like Rose or Bertrand or whoever, mm-hmm. and then get a left-sided centre-back like Laporte, who, who could do it. Well, if we get Benucci, then Benucci can't play as a left... Uh, oh, I suppose he could... But yeah, it's not. Yeah, you you wouldn't think he would though. But that, no, but I'm saying you know, Benucci, they could get Benucci and Laporte, ah, okay. and then get one left back and one full back, or sorry, one left back and one right back, or a midfielder who can play right back. This you know, it's just it's like a jigsaw, really, mm-hmm. with let's several try, different pieces that fit. Let's. I mean, realistically, right now, as the squad stands, because of the players that we've released, the only player in the squad who can play at left back is Kolarov. And Guardiola has shown no compunction yeah, to yeah, actually yeah. play him there. So we have to pick. We have to pick two because the, it's it's not realistic to imagine that we're going to go into the season with one left back. That's. Yeah. I just don't think we're going to take a risk like that. I see what you're saying about versatile players, and maybe if we get Laporte, Laporte then also can cover that left side. But as it stands. Left back is not a place where I think that we're going to take a risk. And if I was if I was Bergerstein or Guardiola, I'd be buying two without question. So we've got to whittle this down to three realistic ones, thinking that we're going to take two from the three. So the profiles have to work. So, for example, you can't sign... I don't think you can sign Rose and Gaia, for example, because they both expect to play every week. But you could potentially sign Rose or Gaia and then either the lad from Hull or the lad from Celtic or something like that. Um, firstly, just with the names, um, Sam, starting with you, which which three jump out at you immediately? Again, like Walker, Rose would be number one. Um, and I still kind of got the feeling that if they if Spurs said we want 50 million, City would just be like, fine, because we... We we need him and Rose would be great. Um, so yeah, so he jumps out. Um, Mendy as well is. I've only seen him in the Champions League. For what I have seen, he has been he has been very good. And again, the kind of very attacking left back that always always appeals. Um, and Alexandro is is superb as well. So there's those are probably the three. But as you've just said, you know they they would all want to play every week, but. They're the, they're the three I'd go for because I I don't well like you'll come up with the list in the end but that's my three because I don't necessarily share the belief that they'll necessarily buy two because again if three at the back happens then Sane played wing back at Chelsea and he was up and down but it was before he'd really kicked on so that's an option as well but I'd I'd go with those the, the three big ones on the list basically okay fair enough uh, Evans what about for you. Do you want to help me out here? Do you agree with me that there'll be more of a balance or do you think it'll be one and it'll just be one big hitter? Oh, mate, we've lost you all together there. We oh, can't. sorry, yeah. I think next season we're going to play a lot of games back. 
pay okay. three on the back. You don't need full backs. Play Sane on one side, uh, Sterling the other side. I, f- I think some, you know, in one uh, press, press conference, I think Pepe said he can't sign three full backs in one season. Said that, no? Sam, did he say that? I, I, I don't know, actually. What did I think he said that in one press conference that he can't sign three backs in one uh, transfer window. Like that. I will try to find out, but he said something that bad. I think we're going to try to be made, maybe, by just one. Okay, and of that list then, if we're only going to take one, then would you agree with Sam that the three best would be Mendy, Alexandro and Danny Rose and realistically it will be one of those three that City would sign or is there another name on there for example Alex Grimaldo who we've been linked with often um, who could also sneak in no we've lost you again there mate we can't hear you at all can you hear me now yeah I can hear you now Danny Rose is going to be the same you know, of, of Charlie Walker. Very hard for us to get him. Yeah. I think uh, Jose Gaia is more realistic, you know? I'd go along with that, especially because Mangala's there and they want to keep Mangala. Yeah. So there's a deal to be done there that maybe saves us money in some way. A Spanish player. Okay, interesting. So you would take Danny Rose off, or would you take... I would, I, I, no, I, I would. I would take him off. Okay. I think that Alexandro is more unrealistic than Danny Rose. So I agree that Jose Gaia is one that should be on the list of three, but I just don't think that Sandro should be on that list because I think it's unrealistic. Yeah. Okay. So then, so if we agree Mendy and then we agree with Gaia, we'll give... Sam, I'm going to leave Danny Rose in there. Does that work for you? Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you had if you were told you can pick one from three of Mendy, Gaia, or Rose, you'd feel comfortable that you could please Pep with one of those three. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I do think so. I think there's a I think there's a good spread there, and there will you know there's a good spread. I I, I don't think Gaia would come in demand playing every week. You know, I think he's. If he was the third choice one, he'd still be of a good enough level. But I don't think he'd. Interesting. He, uh, they could. Uh, I think they could sign him and still sign somebody else if if they were to sign two. I, I don't. I don't think he'd necessarily be in the top tier. Okay. So what I'm going to do then is I'm going to leave. So we're going to go with we're going to go with Mendy, Gaia, and Rose. But I'm also going to leave Ryan Sessegnon. At yeah. Well, he could happen, but he's he's dead young, isn't he? So exactly, Grimaldo and 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 Sessignon, I'm going to leave on there just because they're super young. So mm. there is the potential that you could you could bring them in and maybe rotate at left back. Okay, that seems more manageable. Uh, Mendy, Gaia, Rose, and then Grimaldo and Sessignon as as kind of kind of backups. Okay, uh, now we can move forward. Uh, the number six role, defensive midfielder, pivot, whatever you want to call it. I think this is a really difficult position, but a big position for City um, this summer. Because obviously Torre is going to go, so we're going to have to replace him somehow. 
the names that we've got are William Carvalho, Tony Cruz, Sergio Busquets, Bakioko from Monaco, Fabinho from Monaco, Weigel from Dortmund, and Eric Dyer from Spurs. Uh, okay, I'm going to go first with this one. I I think this is really complicated because I don't think that there's any chance of us getting Tony Cruz. I think it's very little chance of us getting Busquets. Um, don't think we'll get Weigel or Dyer either. So for me, the only three that are even realistic are Carvalho, Bakioko, and Fabinho. And none of those three make me go, oh my word, that's that's what we need. Um, Sam, do you want to make an argument that I'm wrong here? Yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot of people who know what they're talking about um, think Carvalho is very likely. And I mean, I know his agent is Guardiola's brother and that that can often lead to good things happening. But I, I don't know. When you, when you compare him to Fabinho, who, who can play in in different positions, uh, or someone like Weigl, who is much better on the ball, I, I'm not re- I'm not really I'm not really sure about Carvalho. Maybe I'm doing him a huge disservice, but I'm not really sure about that one. Um, I know what you mean. All the players like Verratti as well, and like Thiago. Like Thiago, I just want to mention that Thiago is just a wonderful player. Yeah, he, he's just, I think he's my favourite player but he, like you say those kind of players Cruz, Modric, Verratti they're not, they're not going to happen are they but they they are the ones that you would who would come in and really make a difference I know ex- I know exactly what you mean so I, I I did like the look of Fabinho and yeah he missed the penalty in the first leg against Dortmund but I think he's got I think he's got a big personality as well and I I think of if if we're saying that the biggest midfielders in Europe, the ones who are already at the top clubs, aren't going to come, then I, I think Fabinho is the one who jumps out at me more. I think Carvalho could happen and is likely, but for me personally, I think Fabinho would be more attractive. Okay, okay. Uh, Evans, what about for you? Firstly, what's the name? Is there a name on that list that that you think that we think is unrealistic that you think we might be able to do? Carvalho. Sorry, you do rate Carvalho or you don't? I don't. I don't rate him. No, I don't rate do I. I. Oh, yeah. Why is this? Because he's been heavily linked with City. Oh, yeah. I mean. yeah. What about Fabinho? I, yeah, I think I think Fabinho. Very realistic. Okay. Maybe. I'm not sure that... Uh, see, for me, the the issue that I've got is that with Bakayoko, I'm not convinced that he's a pivot, if that makes sense. I think that there's very particular attributes that you've got to have if you're going to play at the base of Pep's midfield. And I'm not convinced that Bakayoko's got the passing range to be able to play in that position. I don't think uh, uh, next season we're going to use uh, that one. Alex Garcia? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I just... I I guess my thing with, with Alex Garcia, and we talked about this in the previous podcast, is that I just feel as though he probably will go on loan and play football regularly somewhere else next season. 
because he's not really. I mean, centre midfield is a position where we've been we've had issues this season, and he's he's not really been given a chance. So I don't see suddenly a turnaround where next season Alex Garcia plays 15, 20 games for City. I don't think that's realistic. Sam? No, I agree with that. Not, not much more, not, not much to add, really. I yeah, mean, I so, think if, if, if Guardiola really rated him, we'd have, we'd have seen him a lot more than we have done. So really, we are down to... We, it is Carvalho, Bakioko or Fabinho because we don't have any other options that we can think of off the top of our heads who we'd go for. Pretty much. Okay, cool. Like, like, I th- is, isn't Henrik's as much as of a centre a centre midfielder as he is a right back? Yeah, but you see, I do. This is what I mean by about this, the extra the extra options of buying players like that. Don't you think, for example, replacing Yaya Torre is a huge thing? In, in terms of. In terms of what? what? In terms of what, what he brings to the yeah, team. his attributes, like his... So effectively, there was a huge difference between the way the team functioned when Fernandinho played behind uh, Silva and De Bruyne and when Torre played behind Silva and De Bruyne because Torre's passing range in the flat track games, his passing range was just incredible. The fact he did, there were moments where we talked in podcasts about the fact that he rolled back the years and with the best will in the world, I don't think Dino has got that type of passing range and I think that Guardiola, if you if you think that Tony Cruz is his ideal ideal, then what's Tony Cruz good at? Passing the football more than anything else, first and foremost. He's a passer of the football and he's got intelligence. So... I'm looking at those, and that's what I think Torre, that's what he tried to get Torre to do. And those are the attributes that he's going to be looking for, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, but about... Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry, go on, Evans, go on. Yeah, yeah, just came back, because Godin got injured. And basically, yeah, yeah, didn't play against Chelsea, didn't play against Monaco and Liverpool, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think we need to game, replace yeah. the Yaya. Okay, so what do you think? Do, so, what attributes do you think we need in that centre midfield? I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Because if we want to whittle this down, what are we looking for in a pivot or in a yeah, in a number six? I think someone with like a great, um, a great ability to to use the space, always be in the right positions, one touch passes, and the kind of wanky coaching phrase the half touch passes those kind of things I think that yeah I think if you're going to replace Yaya I don't think you're going to replace him like for like I think it would just be with more of a of a Guardiola player um, somebody who couldn't just like you said Cruz Busquets somebody like that who just sits in there and knows exactly where to stand and the kind of thing Gundogan did his role at Dortmund rather than his role at City kind of thing yeah I think that is that is the way they'd go about it I think that's what that's what they want in there. Okay. Well, look, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to pause that one at Carvalho, Bakayoko, and Fabinho, and move a little bit further forward. Um, in terms of the midfield, like the those positions, and obviously I'm talking about if we play a four-three-three. You guys both seem to think that we'll play with three at the back next season, um, so that will change the makeup of the midfield. But 
Do you think we need to sign one more player who can play in that role that I would consider to be a floating eight role? Um, Evans, do you think we're going to sign one player who can play in that role? I think, you know, perhaps another winger, not just uh, Erling and Navas is leaving the club. Yeah. I think chance to sign another number eight. So you think we just won't go for another number eight? I, I don't think we go. I don't think we go. Okay. I think he's going to try to, to, to buy on winger, not a number eight. Interesting. Sam, would you go along with that? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I'm not one of these people who says City shouldn't buy forwards because they need to strengthen the defence. I mean, I really feel quite strongly that they do need that, but I, I kind of think it would be more of one wide forward and one striker. Boys, you're talking my language. I've got to be honest with you. I mean, I, in a way, like in a way, I want another world-class centre midfield player. But when I look at the list, let's—I'll read out the list of, of of potential centre midfield players, just so we can have a general discussion very quickly about what would improve us and what wouldn't improve us. So I've got um, Ross Barkley, Leon Goretzka, Deli Ali, uh, Tolisso at Leon, uh, James Ward-Prowse, Iniesta, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Koke, Saul, Verratti, T. Elements, Thomas Lamar, and Naby Keita. Although Naby Keita arguably could be put in the defensive midfielder position. Um, for me, of that list, if it were up to me, I'd obviously be trying to break the bank to sign Verratti, but if I couldn't get Verratti, you don't think, for example, City may move for Koke or somebody like that this summer, Sam? The way I think of it is, at the moment, in terms of the budget, I think there's enough wiggle room, and if Aguero goes, obviously, you could sell him for loads, and then you could you could buy Alexis and buy another one out of the budget, and it wouldn't make a big difference. But you strengthen the defence, you maybe get one more defensive-minded, well, not so much defensive-minded, but a deeper-lying midfielder, yeah. as we mentioned. And then, say, so if you get Fabinho, and then you've got Fernandinho, Gundogan, Silva and De Bruyne, you've got five excellent central players there who Delft can do different there. different roles and potentially Dalf too yeah. um, you've got six there who can who can do a variety of different jobs and that is probably well that's where City is strongest in the whole squad and when you think they've got to buy a lot of defenders maybe one deep line defender and two attackers in terms of one winger and a striker and as we've already said the best players aren't available so I mean I know Cruz was in the in the other list but if if we put Cruz and Modric Thiago Verratti all in this kind of yeah. number eight kind of role who knows next summer when City squad all being well if City squad is much better off a year down the line because they've got one goalkeeper three or four defenders a deep line midfielder and a winger and a striker then next summer you don't need to do as much surgery as now, and you've still got 150 million. You could maybe get Tiago for 70 million and just really cement a brilliant squad with three excellent players. And maybe that's when you'd look to buy the best players in the world in that position. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm yeah, convinced. so Koke might be available now, but I kind of think, I do think this is one area where City are well stocked enough and 
in terms of how much money needs to be spent elsewhere, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't sign anybody for these positions. Okay, so let's remove centre midfield and let's get to the bits we all like, the attackers. Uh, okay, so the list... Oh, and, and maybe, sorry, maybe you've got Brahim as well. Maybe you've got Brahim. Ah, of course we have him as well to come through. Um, okay, so in terms of the wingers or the wide forwards, the list that I've got is obviously Alexis Sanchez, Kingsley Coman, Douglas Costa, Usman Dembele, Antoine Griezmann, Bernardo Silva, Neymar and Messi. Um, firstly, very, very quickly, Sam, do I just take Neymar and Messi off that list immediately because it's ridiculous and unrealistic? Or do you think with everything that's going on at Barcelona that if that window, if a window were to become a jar for one of those two, that City would just do it? Yeah, well, let, let me put it this way. I think you'd leave them off for now. But if if they go out, uh, sorry, if they lose the league at the weekend and obviously everything just blows up, and I think Messi, more than anything, doesn't sign a contract. And ba- basically, if by the time you do the next podcast or even two or three months down the line, you can say, well... We didn't know this was going to happen, so yeah. okay. let's put Messi on the list. I, I think that's probably the best way of doing it because okay. now now you'd say no, but yeah, Messi could easily not sign a contract, and if that's the case, then you're going to go for it with everything, okay. and then and then God knows they might even not buy defenders; they just buy Messi, and <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> All bets are off then. Okay, Evans, you can only pick one of those players. Who's your number one target? Sanchez, Coman, Costa, Dembele, Griezmann, or Bernardo Silva? You're gonna go Kingsley Coman. Why? Yes, because I think that be is gonna be the more realistic one. You know, Sanchez. I don't know. Uh, Douglas Costa. I think I'm not gonna stay more one this season or the buyer. Griezmann's is is all right in Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. Same like with uh, Renato Silva. In common. Okay. Fair enough. Sam, you can only pick one from that mm. list. Who will it be and why? <laughs> Alexis, because I've said there's a good chance of it happening and I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> um, okay. Alexis. But I do know, I do think there's a good chance of it happening. Um, obviously, Arsenal don't want to sell to an English club, but I think they, they might get to a situation where they're going to have to. Either they're going to they might just have. It might just get to the fact where they say, "No, you're not going anywhere. You're staying here for last year's contract because we're not selling you to an English club." But I think the likelihood is they'll probably, if it gets to that stage, they'll probably cash in and just go. They'll just play the play the media game and say they'll probably hang Alexis out to dry or could hang Alexis out to dry. I don't. Know, I don't know, actually know what their media strategy would be, but they'd hang him out to dry maybe, and then just go, well, look, City are paying 50, 60 million. Or they'd brief that City are paying 70 yeah. when in reality they've only paid 55 or, yeah. or put it down to bonuses or whatever. Because um, I don't think that he's got many options abroad. I think PSG won him, but I don't know. I'd, I've, well, from what I know, he wants to come to City. So there's that. But as much as anything, I just think, I just, yeah, he hasn't got the options abroad that Arsenal want him to have. As we sit here now today, Sam, if you were mm. to give a percentage chance of City signing Alexis Sanchez this summer, what percentage mm. would you put that at? 70. Nice. Which I think, which I think is high. That's very I'm happy. 
I mean, some people might think that's not very high for someone who's written the story that City are confident and Alexis wants to come. But I, yeah, I've, well, that's a high percentage of anybody else on this list, I think. Okay. That I'd, I wouldn't say anybody else was more likely to come than that. Okay. Maybe maybe Pickford, but that's just a feeling rather than anything else. So, yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, that leaves one more space. Um, of those other four, so Costa, Dembele, Griezmann, and Bernardo Silva, we have to choose one as our, what I would consider to be backup target. So, in the event that Sanchez and Komen can't be done... Of those guys who, maybe I shouldn't say back up because obviously the quality is is pretty similar across all of them, but who would be the, who would be the one out of those four? Sam, who would be the one for you? Bernardo Silva, I think. Okay. Evans, oh, what about oh, yeah, 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 because of the versatility there. He could play central as well. Okay. Yeah. Bernardo Silva. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I feel like... Obviously, I mean, they'd all be... Dembele as well. Dembele, when he came on last night, he was amazing, and Costa's exciting, and obviously Griezmann. But yeah, and I, th- I think in terms of likeliness as well, like I say, Monaco could be picked apart, and this George Mendes as well, and there'll be some kind of sweetener thrown in there. Yeah, yeah. maybe. See, I, th- I mean, maybe they'd even send um, Mangala to Monaco. I could really see that happening. Ah, that's not a bad shout. He's he's a Mendes client somehow, some way. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, no, that's not a bad shout. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's realistic. And the only reason I don't think it's realistic is because Monaco are talking about 80 million euros. Yeah. And I just feel that if City are going to end up paying that sort of money for a winger, they'll want Sanchez before anybody else because he is versatile enough to play wide right, wide left or up top by himself. Um, You're certainly not going to get that from Bernardo Silva. Uh, so I guess for me, if I'm looking at it, I would say Douglas Costa would be the third name on the list because again, I don't think that Dortmund are selling Usman Dembele this summer. I think Griezmann is going to end up at United if he goes anywhere this summer. Certainly I don't see City being in for him. Um, again, because of what he'll cost. It's like, if you're going to pay that sort of 80, 90 million euros, they're going to sign Sanchez then because, because he ticks every single box. So I'm going to put I'm going to make an executive decision and put Douglas Costa as the third name on our list of wingers. So we've got Sanchez, Komen, and Douglas Costa as the three that we will choose from. Okay, so that leaves the number nine position. Now, firstly, I initially I was going to ask if we're going to buy a number nine, but based on the fact that we're not buying a centre midfield player, I guess it's definite that we're buying a nine. Is that yes, Sam? Um. I don't. I don't know about definite. I mean, it depends on on Aguero, and I'm, I suppose we'll get get to this straight away. But with City always being linked to Mbappe, and again the fact that it was transfer deadline day last year, wasn't it? When City weren't doing anything, it emerged in France that they'd already tried to sign Mbappe last summer. So again, if they wanted him last summer, and he's going to, if he goes somewhere this summer you'd think that he'd probably be the one. And if they are looking for him, then they're looking for a number nine. And then, yeah, the Aguero question comes back into it. So I, I don't know if they'll certainly buy a number nine because I know you asked Evans at the start about if he should let Aguero go. And I can't find a reason for it. I know I've, I've been one of the voices all season saying, look, there's a good chance it could happen. But I, I personally can't 
see a reason for it. And, you know, we've seen him in, improve. And if he keeps improving, then why, why would you let him go? So let me ask a different question then. Um, mm. Is it possible, let's say that we send Ianacho out on loan next season. Is it possible at that point that Mbappe, Aguero and Gabi Jesus can coexist with Sane, Sterling and a winger of the level of Sanchez, Coman or Costa? Uh, Evans, do you think that's do you think that's a realistic kind of squad building view, or do you think that's a little bit too fantasy football? I think you know that uh, Aguero will stay and Kelechi go on loan. I don't think Pep rates Kelechi. Yeah, not the type of player you now that he wants on the squad. But I think we're gonna we're gonna buy on, on number nine. Maybe I I love. I love if you if we can buy Papi, but it'll be huge, huge amount of money. Maybe Bama Young. It'll be more realistic one. He wants to leave Portimao anyway, especially now that uh, they get out of. Sam, what about for you? Do you think that Obama Young? Do you think we'll revisit Obama Young? Again, I I don't know with this one, but I get the feeling that that's that's gone now. Yeah, that's... Um, I don't know where he's going to end up. I don't know because obviously Madrid has always been the talk, but I don't know where he's going to end up. It seems like the thing is he's. I think he's pissed off Dortmund so much by talking about it so much. They're probably going to be like, well, yeah, you can go, but we want loads of money for you. And I don't know if City can be asked getting into all that because they wanted loads of money last year, last summer for him as well. Um. I could see Mbappe. I think if if they wanted him last summer, and it, look if they're signing a number nine, I think it's because Aguero is going to leave. I think they could they could sign Sanchez and Aguero could stay. I think that could work. Yeah. But I think signing a winger, having Sane and Sterling, um, and having Jesus as well, and signing someone like Mbappe, I don't think that would work. I think you'd sell Aguero, and I, I really don't know how much they could they could ask in an open market with Aguero on a long contract and scoring goals. Um, 60, 70, some people would, I know there'd be City fans going 80, 90. If we say 60 odd, then you've got a lot of money there towards whoever comes in. So even if Mbappe is a lot and he does go this summer, then City might just go and do it. I'm, I'm not sure about Aubameyang. Okay. I'm not. And then the, the other names on the list, I don't know if Luke... I don't know about Lukaku. I can't see him. Can I, let me just read them out very quickly. Let me just read the names out because I didn't read them out. I just realised that. So the names that we've got on our potential target list for strikers is Mbappe, Lukaku, uh, Fernando Llorente, Obama Young, Timo Werner, Luis Suarez and uh, Lacazette from Lyon. Um, so sorry, Sam, I, I cut you off. Go on. No, no. Go on. Um, yeah, I just... Lukaku, I don't quite see. Yeah. Um... Lorente, he was actually asked about that. And, you know, if you ask about, if you ask managers about transfer links, they're not, in fact, they'll quite often say it's not happening and they'll knock you down straight away. But they asked about Lorente or or buying a striker that would give him a plan B. And he just, he genuinely looked surprised and went, no, I don't really think so. So that would would just seem to kill it dead in the water. Again, I've got this feeling about Aubameyang and 
and the rest, yeah, I'm just not so sure. Maybe Lacazette, but that seems to me like it could be a. He seems to be one of these players that's always linked with a move, and then it never happens, and then. Plus, you're dealing with the French Daniel Levy in in yeah, in yeah. Alas, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the guy at Lyon. So I, I don't. It's yeah, it's complicated to take a player off them. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask. I wanted. I put Luis Suarez in there because I wanted to ask the question. Obviously, Pep's brother is his agent. Um, it's the same as the Neymar Messi thing. Do we take him off because it's just ridiculous, or is there potentially? Like, of those three, can we also lump him in there and go, you know, maybe if things get worse for Barcelona, one of those three is going to have to go? Or do you think it's really just the case of, now nah, they might take Messi or Neymar, they're never going to pay, for example, what Liber- what Barcelona played in the first place for Suarez? Yeah, I think he, I think he's more unlikely than, than Neymar and Messi. But Guardiola has always been a, a big fan, and apparently he's... He said before that, you know, behind the scenes, privately, that Suarez is one player that he wants to go for. But yeah, I don't know. And and Suarez, does Suarez want to come back to England? Yeah, I don't see that. I don't know. Do you think that just going from the tone of both of of your answers, I get the feeling that you both seem to be saying that in actual fact, when it comes to the strikers. It's a little bit like the centre mid thing, whereby you know, Mbappe, you want him because he's obviously a phenomenon, but everything else that's out there, you kind of look at and go, yeah, you know, you, there's just no point in in unsettling Aguero for any of those players. Yeah, pretty much. Although I, uh, I mean, that's me saying unsettling Aguero. Guardiola might have already made his mind up, and there's there's a decent chance of that happening. Yeah, of course. He might, he might, he might have already, or, or maybe Aguero's decided. I, I can't quite work out what is wrong there, but I think there's there's definitely something. I, I just I can't quite work it out. I think somebody's decided that someone's leaving. Well, if somebody goes, I think you know, it's already one of them's decided. I can't work it out. I can't work out which party actually. But one thing I would say is Griezmann. He's on the 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 kind of wingers list, but I think Griezmann's more likely than than the others apart from Mbappe maybe even Mbappe is for a kind of striker interesting. gig interesting okay I, I can do I, that I, I, I heard City I heard City were interested in him in December and then he kind of died off a bit with him looking like he's going to United but I think the United stuff does depend on the Champions League doesn't it and I'm sure I'm sure if City have got a chance to tempt him then it could still happen I don't think he's, I'm not going to put a a high number on it. It's still like twenty percent. But for me, I, I think he's more likely than most of the other names on that strikers list. But he does also fit into that because I guess that's the thing. And he can drop back as well. Yeah, he's versi- so. he's versatile, but also he's undisputedly world class. If you look at like yeah. when we're talking about attacking players, it's interesting that we're kind of particularly in attack. We very dis- very quickly discount a lot of players. <laughs> Because you know the the types of players that Guardiola likes. Ultimately, they're the best in those positions, if that makes mm. sense. So, so yeah. So maybe we'll move Griezmann to the quote unquote striker list, and we'll have Mbappe and Griezmann as the two kind of floating options, while still retaining Aguero. And then we'll see when we do the last pod, which will be after the season ends, mm. what the state of play is with Aguero and whether. Yeah one of those guys has become, yeah, whether whether it feels like maybe something's going to shift there. Uh, okay, 
Awesome. Um, I'll just read out very quickly what we've whittled our long list down to as a short list. Goalkeepers is Edison, Pickford and Donnarumma. Centre-backs is Benucci, Laporte, Lucas Hernandez. Right-backs is Henricks, uh, Cedric or Dani Alves stroke Kimmich, but more likely Dani Alves. Left-backs, Mendy, Gaia, Rose, and then we've got Grimaldo and Ryan Sessegnon in, in parentheses, but it really will be Mendy, Gaia or Rose. Um, defensive midfielder, we've got William Carvalho, we've got Bakayoko and Fabinho, although it's fair to say we're not like buzzing about any of those options, are we? Are you buzzing about any of those, Sam? Fabinho more than the others, but no, it, it it doesn't it doesn't float my boat really. Yeah. Hey Evans, do you think that Fabinho is a better player than Fernandinho? Hard question. That's why I asked you, mate. Um, I think he can be because he's very young, just twenty three years old. He was a right back, or now he's a <clears throat> midfielder. I think he can be better than. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then for the wingers, we've got Sanchez, Coman, and Douglas Costa. And for the forwards, we have got Mbappe and Griezmann. Okay, gentlemen, that's. A, I look at that list and it. it feels okay. It feels nothing. Feels too outrageous or ridiculous or there's no way. Um, we've not really got into the finances of it, but I think what we'll do we'll do that in the uh, in the third podcast when we start to begin to look at okay, who's our first choice? How much will they, are they going to cost? How that affects other positions? Okay, wonderful, um, Evans. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, mate. Sam, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure as always. <laughs> Yeah, cheers, mate. It was good that good to talk a few things over. Yeah, get my head, get my head straight ahead of the big transfer window push, which we're sure to have. You can you can use this podcast to write a nice long piece about what players City should target and in which positions. Yeah, God, I'm, I'll be doing loads of them. Don't worry. <laughs> awesome, right? Listen to everybody who listened. Uh, thank you so much. I know that loads of you have been asking on Twitter about this podcast for, for quite a while now. It's taken a while, but we've finally managed to get done. And look out for the final part, which will be out after the season ends. In the meantime, as always, if you like what we do, go to iTunes, hit subscribe, send us a tweet. Uh, Yeah, we'll be back very soon with another podcast. Cheers. Cheers.